Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet. I'm your host, Wen Lou. Joining me on the program is uh, Tristan Forbes, who um, I've been trying to make this show happen for a couple of years now. Uh, Tristan, you were formerly uh, with, working with the Raptors as a social content producer. Uh, people probably seen you around. Definitely anyone watched Open Gym, anyone who's come to the games. Um, you know, they've definitely seen you. You know, you're one of the photographers of the team as well. So, Welcome to the program, Tristan, man. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, you made big headlines in, uh, in in Vegas. This is during the height of speculation, you know, everyone talking about, uh, you know, trade speculation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we saw Ray Chow so leave as well. That was also big news. And, of course, you leaving was big news as well. People were linking that with this, that, and the third. But uh, do you want to clear the air as to, like, where you're actually going? Um. So, yeah, it was, a, it was my time. I think I, I did a couple years of the team, and... Um, Felt like I just hit a creative ceiling, and um, obviously, with being a team, you you build great relationships. And um, I happen to build a great relationship with a player that is going to the Houston Rockets um, by the name of Fred Van Vliet. Um, so I'm going to go explore those opportunities, and yeah, yeah. Well, first off, congratulations on that. So, like, tell me about how this sort of came about. Like, is is this sort of like you approached Fred? Fred approached you. Obviously, Fred got a lot uh, richer in, in the offseason as well. That might have expanded things. Just just tell me about how this opportunity came about. Um, so I think it's an op- an idea like we flirted with for a bit. I think obviously being in the same workspace, him being a player and me being like a creative content person, um, there was always opportunities for me to do personal things for him. Um, and I think with him leaving, the conversation was just like, hey, uh, I know that you want to sort of spread your wings. There's an opportunity for you to do that south of the border. Um, can we make it happen? And I think, like, logistically, the season had finished. And um, it was a bit of a write-off of the season. I think, like, it was just with all the whole chaos of things going on, I was like, you know, this is something I'm willing to explore at this point in my career. And me and him have a good relationship. So I just said, right, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. No, that, 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 I think that's a, definitely a good career move, um, you know, getting to work that closely with an NBA player. So, like, I mean, you know, Obviously, Fred has moved on, but you know he's he's obviously a, to many fans like there's still like a good connection there. What kind of content you you're gonna be trying to make for Fred? So like I think um, in this day and age, like with content, like a lot of the uh, the teams are having to battle this area where play, where players are coming with their own personal content people, and I think it stems from um, creating your own narrative, right? Like you don't want uh, the news and the media outlets and the blog spots to create create the narrative for you, so creating your own narrative. So I think with Fred, we're trying to, like, really expand his um, his family foundation um, and just, like, tell his story in a broader audience. I feel like everyone knows the bet on yourself story, but I think he's such a multi-layered individual and, like, getting to go back to the U.S. expands his his brand, expands his horizon, and we can tell this story on a a larger platform um, with him going back to the U.S. So there's, like, so much opportunity for us to go tell different stories. Yeah, actually, walk me through that. So um, how many players do you think, like, have these sort of like personal social teams and sort of like walk me through a little bit more in terms of like the motivation behind why players have chosen to go go in this direction. I think because, um, well, I'll start by saying I know like a, a good handful, maybe 10 to 20 players I got them, and I'm talking like franchise players like right, right, that right. have their own content people, you know what I mean? And I think that it stemmed from these guys have so much going on in their day-to-day and obviously with the Raptors or stuff like Open Gym, but a lot of these teams don't have all-access shows 
So the only time you really get to see like all access unfiltered content is when the player is posting it themselves. Mm -hmm. They're posting mm -hmm. on their social media if they have a YouTube channel or a TikTok and so on and so forth. So these players now are just investing into their brand. Like your IP is what's going to get you these brand deals and stuff like that. Right, so right. if people can find you personable and you know, hey, like this guy is a family man or hey, you know what, he's really into fashion and so on and so forth. You can sort of like, okay, you know what, I want to take my content team and help them expand and grow my audience so people can really see what I'm into and then people could double down and buy in. You know? Yeah. No, that's smart because, you know, you see with a guy like Grady, for example, it's totally different, but, you know, he coming up in this, like, NIL era. Like, he, he's already got so many endorsements and already has, like, a brand ready-made coming sure. into the league. And he's, like, 19 years old. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? And, like, that's just smart, really, for all these professional athletes. I think around the Raptors, like, so Pascal's got a team. Yep. Right? Um, you know, and I think teams can be a little bit, like, Scotty, for example, has a guy who does, like, yeah. a vlog for him. Max, yeah. Uh, that kind of got diminished as the year went on i think yeah. it was just it's one of those awkward places i'm sure that you know um you know you might even run into these kind of issues in, in the future where it's like you know when the team's not necessarily doing so well like there is a bit of a perception thing with terms of like players making their content yeah at the same time though i think as long as players are sort of like open and honest with you know whatever they're trying to do and, yeah. and sort of trying to present themselves in that right way i think anybody who's like reasonable and fair can sort of see that and accept that um and yeah, man, Fred, I mean, speaking from the media perspective, I mean, this has already been covered many times, but like Fred was always a guy that was like, you know, the media always requested Fred. Yeah, sure. Like he was, I would say definitely a media favorite in, in terms of just like, you know, a guy to like personally work with. Right. So, yeah. no, I mean, I think it's a, it's an exciting opportunity. So like walk me through like your, your time with the Raptors. Like when did you guys started uh, and, and, and sort of what did your job entail? Okay. So like I started the team, um, just after the championship, so going into COVID, pretty much, um, I did about three years there. And wait, it, did you go to Tampa too? No, okay, I was okay. post Tampa. Okay, okay. Um, so I think like the role uh, before I got there, I will say there was this like this generational boom of creatives. I feel like before I got there, it was like there wasn't as many. Uh, Photo, video. Oh yeah, that's um, exploded. Bro. It's like I feel like this market is just like completely like erupted. Yep. And um, I think the team was just looking for someone to sort of take it to that next level. Mm -hmm. And um, they had people in that role prior to me. And when I got there, I just knew that like all the stuff I was tapping to, into on the freelance market, I'm like, I gotta bring it to like mainstream. I gotta make it seems that like the creatives that we are following on social media, like this is what the, an NBA team is putting out now. You right. know what I mean? So. Right. When I got there, it was a bit more of like a bit of a learning curve because I think like the social stuff most people don't do in their day to day. Mm -hmm. Like people are just taking if you're a photographer, videographer, you're taking photos, you're doing doing videos, and you're creating epic dope stuff. But um, learning how social works and things got to be so quick, and um, you got to be like you almost got to be a super fan for the people that can't be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you got to give like the behind the scenes access, what people are saying, the jokes they're cracking, and all that type of stuff. So, like, when I, I learned a lot um, being in there in my three years of time, and um, it, it was it was fun, man. I think, like, it was really hustle and bustle. Like, I, I traveled uh, to every single away game, yeah. and um, I did every home game. So it's, like, 41 home games, 41 away, away games, and that's, like, that's not including the days in between the away games. Yep. <laughs> so yep, yep. I was it, it was it was definitely exhausting, but it was fulfilling. You know what I mean? If, if you, like, live and breathe the sport, like, I love – I love the game of basketball, and it was just like, you know what, if I get to be around it this much, like, yeah, I'm tired as heck, but I'm not going to complain. Yeah, no, for sure. No, you, you were definitely, like, the hardest working member. 
around the team, bro. You were at every single function. I mean, whatever. It was your job. But yeah. at the same time, like, that job is really, really all-consuming and demanding. So 100%. I was just going to ask you, like, what, what was, like, an average, like, game day like? What's an average off day look like for you, life, uh, lifestyle-wise? So, like, a game day, like, if, say, the average fan gets their game start, start at 7.30, um, I'm probably there at, like, 3, mm-hmm. um, waiting for walk-ins. Um, we have guys, yeah, we have guys like Fred, guys who want to get shots up early. Yeah. Um, get there at 3 o'clock when, like, no one's in the arena and it's yep. super quiet. Yep. Um, and he'll do his walk-in at 3, and then after he does his walk-in, I'm waiting there for guys to come until about 5 o'clock, 5.30, so I'm in this little back hallway for about two hours. Um, and then I go edit the photos and put up the videos, and that's what people get to see online. And then we do pregame warm-ups, and from pregame warm-ups to go back into the locker room, um, there's a bit of a period of time to get, like, a 20-second 20, 20 snack. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. then they run back out there for uh, for the game, and then by the time the game is finished, I'm not out of there till like, 11.30, yeah. midnight, depending if I stay to edit there. But yeah. I try not to take my work home with me all the time. I try to, like, yeah, leave the work there, finish it, stay until I'm done, so when I get back home, I can just sleep. No, that's a, that's a long shift. but uh, And, again, you're, like, you're just doing this sort of grind. So what, what's, like, I guess off day is a little bit easier. Off day is, like, maybe I say to, say to people, like, off days, there's no real off day because it's, yeah. like, if there's no game, an off day might be a travel day. So it's, like, right, an right, off right. day could be, like, all right, the game finished. I got out of there at... 11:30, but we don't gotta. We have to catch a flight at 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you get some sleep, but then you gotta trek to Pearson Signature Airport and fly to whatever city, whether it be East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. If we're not traveling, you might have practice the next day. Um, practice might start at 10 or 9, but mm-hmm. it's like there are guys that like to come early, at like 8. So like you gotta be there early when guys get there right. early. You know what I mean? So it's like. So you're the first guy in, last guy out kind of situation. Yeah, sort of, kinda. Yeah, yeah. You, you try to like get there to. Be a, especially if you want to be a familiar face, right? You don't want mm. guys to be like, oh, why is this guy only here today? Or so on and so forth. Right, you try to be course. a guy that's around all the time, so there's that, there's that comfortability, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's like the reality of the situation is like anytime you work any job related to the NBA, like you feel this like, I don't, you feel this like extra little pressure, right? Because it's yeah. such a high-demand job. I yeah, love, sure. A lot of people want to do what you did, even having described sort of like the demanding schedule of it all. Like sure. people all want to do what you do, and so... Uh, you you definitely feel that's like extra little pressure. That's like you know you got to be on top of everything. Yeah, you got to take it serious. I think like yeah. Um, when people in any role you work at within any capacity, of the NBA, right? Like or, or or sport. Like I feel like um, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but there was a I have a group a, a friend group that I, I talk to on a day to day basis, and I they're coll- uh, collaged of guys from that work for the other teams that do mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah, and um, we tell each other every day. There's only 30 teams. In the yeah, league. yeah, so it's only 30, 30 jobs. Yeah. Only 30 of us that do yeah. this. You know what I mean? So it's like every day someone wants to do what you gotta want to do. So it's like you can't take this, take it as a joke or take it lightly. You take it serious. And, mm-hmm. You know. So, and plus, like, yeah, I mean, you, you can say that about like you know NBA players themselves, but like you know, with all due respect, like you know, you know, you're, you're not LeBron. I'm yeah. not LeBron. You know, yeah, what yeah, I mean? we're, like, not we're, we're, we're civilians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who do a job that like other people can do, which yeah. is like, yeah, you got to make sure you stay on top of it. Yeah. So, um, in terms of working with players, right? Um, I, I try to ask like coaches us too or even executives us too but like um like how do you earn their trust like you know what i mean because it's it's such a working relationship when you're around them every single day like that and of course when you're posting people to social media and you're sort of like turning real people into content like you really have to have a trust factor built in right yeah just like i wouldn't post some random person on the street but i post my friend yeah i know sort of how our dynamic is how did you build trust with the players i think um i think one is like culturally i think like um, we know that the predominant culture in the in the NBA is of black heritage. Yep. And it was an advantage for me, I will say, that there was already that alliance 
you know what I mean? It was like, I identify with you. Um, yeah, we're sure. roughly the same age, so on and so forth. So it was like, okay, you know what? There's that identifiable fa- factor. But the stuff that, like, you can control is, like, you got to be personable. I think um, a lot of people think that they can do what a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no. when they get into those rooms, it's a, it's a lot of, like, you, you you become a fan again. And I think, like, yeah. you can't become a fan. You know what I mean? You have to look at these right. individuals like they're just individuals that are freakishly athletic. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they yeah. just they still have families. They have people to go home to. They're trying to make a living, so on and so forth. And you got to respect them as such. And then you also have to build that relationship where it's like, hey, like, what light do you want to be shown in? Like, right. I don't want to make you look like a goofball. Like, if, you know what, that's your personality and you're, I'm like, okay, you know what, this person is okay being funny 24-7, then we'll do that. But you also have to know there's, like, a, a fine line where it's like, okay, you know what, this might be a bit touchy because I think, like, even running social, it's like I know there might be something that my friend would laugh at, yeah. but a player is like, this is not funny to me. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to make sure you have that, you keep that relationship and you keep yourself honest. It's like, okay, like if I put this out, could this tarnish my relationship with the player where mm-hmm. the player's like, ah, oh, this guy's always making me look like a fool or right, right. he's not posting Bro, that's a real thing. Like, telling you. It's, it's a real thing. Very man. serious, man. Like I'd be telling people all the time, I'm like it's not, I'm not just clicking buttons out there and yeah. and my job is done and, or I just post a social and it's finished. I'm like, these are people that like, as much as I have bosses, these are people also hold me accountable. Right, like, right, exactly. Tris, like stop doing this or hey I would like it if you did a bit more of this or so on and so forth yeah. and like I respect their opinions because again like I it's their IP I'm playing with you yeah, know what exactly. I mean I'm playing yeah. with them as a person as well you know yeah no I think that's 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 definitely a very important perspective because I feel like you know from the, from the reporting side of things or even from the like the media side of things it's like players will take exception to like you know being characterized in sort of this one way or this yeah. one fashion and whatever sometimes it's like that's really just who they are right yeah. but at the same time like you know everybody has sort of these sensibilities um was that a learning process for you? Because I know it definitely was for me. Yeah, you know what? I will say, like, I had a bit more of experience prior because um, I used to, work, used to work with Serge, and um, he was a bit of a large personality, and he had more going on than basketball. That's so right, yeah. it was like— Serge was, was a dream to work with, man. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was so fun. It was just like it wasn't just basketball, and that opened my eyes to, like, fashion, and he was into music, and he was into cooking, and, like— yeah, yeah. All these other things, and it's like you realize these people are multi-layered individuals. They're not just athletes, right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So, getting into the sports space and like being the voice or the the eyes for the team, quote unquote, it's like I'm trying to make sure that I'm presenting these people in the way they want to be presented. And I think like there are very few ways in their life that they get to choose the way they want to be presented, right? right like, of course, yeah. they might have a horrible game, and like there's a narrative that they're lazy or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And I'm like, yeah. if I'm the person that gets, so you know what, spin the narrative and always make it positive or make it the way they want it to be, like I'm going to do that because in the long run, again, where things and situations like Fred happens, that comes over trust and time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. And um, man, I, I feel like that's a that's definitely a deeper conversation, but like, I, I guess I'll just ask you this question. Like, from your experience having worked with a lot of NBA players, how sensitive are players to to narratives? Like, how much are they paying attention to that kind of stuff? I think, like, some don't care. And I think some care a lot. And I think the ones that do care a lot are the ones that are trying to build legacy. Okay. I think um, a lot of the time people don't think, people might think these things are like, oh, I called you lazy today. It's not going to stay in you for five years. But yeah. I think a lot of them are concerned about, about legacy. And, like, I know the game is what's most important to them. But, you know, a lot of these players do care. It's like, hey, if, if you taint me as such, mm-hmm. I can't go and chase XYZ Brandy, which my XYZ Brandy might help me feed my family. Right, you know what I mean, course. So it's yeah, like yeah. there's a domino effect. Like whatever you're, whatever you're doing is going to affect something else. So it's like they have to care. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think the ones that don't care, it's like, hey, I'm here for the game. All the other stuff I don't really care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's, that's cool. You know what that, I mean? But cool. I, think, I think 
those players that don't care, those are usually the ones with like very minute brands. There are like minute like IPs. Right. You're not really looking at them as like ah oh, like I want to know more about this person like so on and so forth. Yeah, because yeah. they don't care what happens, what someone says, yada yada. You know, so yeah, and and that's ultimately like the decision made by the player and, and yeah. their team. It's like some people just don't want to deal with all the extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're cool with like making their salary, doing their job, playing basketball, and then going home. Yeah, and no. there's a lot of guys like that. A ton. Right? I think there's a ton. I think like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. But I think like. For the people that get into those positions where you get to the NBA, like, they're thinking, how can I get this to extend into so many different lanes? So when I'm done, I could fall into broadcasting or, like, I could fall into fashion or I could fall into cooking or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So it's like you're building all of those things up while you're throughout the season. Everything I do, the places I go, the hospital visits, the school visits, you're building up your IP and your IP is what's going to sell you to every single person, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, for people who, for the players that choose to go in this direction, like, you know, it's a tricky path. But if you play it well, like, you know, I think for Fred and Serge are two guys that you've worked closely with. And, and those guys are really successful at this idea. Like, if Serge retired tomorrow and wanted to do anything here in Toronto, there's he'd tons of opportunities, man. Yeah, he'd like, be good. You know, and same thing with Fred. Like, if Fred wanted to join, you know, and, and become like a broadcaster or honestly, forget working with, like, brands. Like, you can just be your own brand when you're a yeah, player. Exactly. Just start your own podcast. Like, we, we also talk about how, like, I mean, for us in the media, we realize that, like, you know, Fred's a really good speaker. Yeah. Pretty honest about things as well. Like, he's pretty transparent. It's like, yeah, I mean, if he started his own podcast and just spoke about basketball purely, like, People I don't see listen. why he couldn't do as well as, like, J.J. Redick or, 100%. you know, some of these other players, like Paul George, for example. Like, these guys have successful shows in large part because they're transparent. People want to hear that purity, right? And I think yeah. Fred's one of those guys is just, like, Everything is super pure. Um, it's like, and everything he does, all aspects of his life, everything is super pure. Like, I don't think he's putting on for anyone or doing extra for um, attention. And I think, like, again, that's what people buy into. People want to buy into this, like, the purity of, like, the game, mm-hmm. the realness, yeah. the sport, the things that go on and doesn't sugarcoat it. He just says it how it is and take it how you want, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, the public perception of players and, like, whether that's, like, our job in the media to do a better job of that or even just sort of like how players come across you know what i mean um whether that's on the court even off the court like people because there's such immense interests in players and teams and because there's only so much access people can give like as much as i want to work on it as much as you want to work on it there's only so much that people are a willing to share or b like you know they even want to put out there yeah and then people start to fill in the gaps and sort of just like you know that's when you hear rumors start to come about or reports come about I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm always curious. As somebody who, like, worked on the inside, like, what do you think, you know, sometimes? Because sometimes you sometimes it's real. I would say, like, maybe, hopefully, a lot of the times it's real, but a lot of times it's not. So as someone working inside or even working close to a player, like, how does that how does that feel, like, to, to, to sort of know, like, what's really happening versus, like, what you're hearing? Um, I find it funny sometimes, and, like, I try not to, like— divulge so much to like my friends because I want them to still have that experience of being a fan sure. you know what I mean yeah. It's you're like, like yeah uh, your purity you yeah like, your you purity, purity like yeah, I don't want to yeah. taint your purity you I know what I mean that. like yeah. they're watching it's like oh my god I can't believe so and so is doing da 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 and I might already have the answer or I yeah. might already know what's really yeah. going on and yeah. it's like I'm tainting it now they're questioning everything that they, they read you know what I mean I know, I know. and like you don't want to do that but I think like um I think it's cool also being on both sides like where like you are a core diehard fan and now you get to be behind the curtain, and now you can see how, like, the inner workings of things work, and, like, it makes you understand that a lot of the stuff you read is false, <laughs> or a yeah. lot of stuff you yeah. see on TV is yeah. false, you know what I mean? Just because, again, I don't want to discredit, like, these 
big people like Woj and stuff like that. But just because someone said it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And I think, like, obviously there are, there are a lot of stamped individuals in the league where people are willing to trust them with information and, and then break it for them and yeah, so on and so sure. forth. Yeah. But um, I think, like, a lot of the stuff that we are consuming on social media, like, I think even, like, this is, like, a side tangent, but in Canada you can't get news on Instagram anymore, right? Okay, like, yeah, yeah, right. because they don't want to, like— have people like digesting that type of information because some is false and some is not real or some right. is real. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like I think even with that in sport, it's like being on the other side. It's like I don't ever want to taint someone's purity. And I think like there's also that amazingness in sports when th- something does break mm-hmm. and it's like official. You're like, oh my god, wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So being on the other side, it, it is cool to get to see how it works. But I will say it's got to be a headache for like our PR. <laughs> like yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing that twenty four seven. Like I know uh, Jen Quinn well, and it's just like a lot of the. The headache that I know she goes through and she handles it extremely well, but I'm like I couldn't imagine doing her job. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, like we're we're in this kind of economy now where it's like there is such a strong incentive for like if I wanted to come into the game now and all I really cared about was getting my clicks up, getting my interactions up, so that I can end up at a company or that honestly nowadays people can just make money off social themselves. Yeah. What's the incentive? Like, what's really necessarily stopping me from paying for a blue check mark and then just tweeting out some sort of rumors, Facts. or at least like tweeting out something like adjacent to things that are already being speculated out there? Facts as sort of a fact and passing myself as an expert. Like, this is something that's been happening all the in, time in sports for a long, <laughs> long, time. long time. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and then like people have to sort of come come up and deal with that. So, I mean, I think for me, like, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like that that dynamic you're talking about, where it's like. You're a fan of this thing, you're, and that's pretty important to sort of how I do my job. It's important how you do your job because yeah. you need to know, like, what fans are looking for. Yeah. But at the same time, getting to peek behind the curtain, I, I got to do that a lot less than you. Mm. But, like, managing that sort of, like, um, I mean, it's not even an internal struggle. So sort of, like, keeping both things alive yeah. is very difficult. Because I think if, I mean? you, if you tilt your hand on one, you could burn your hand yeah. with the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I, I think this world is so small, right? Like, you trust everyone trusts a lot of people and I feel like you could tell someone something of such importance and if it gets back to the wrong person, now you've lost your trust with where you work. Yeah. People are like, Oh, you can't have trust in the room because he might say something to somebody and yeah, you know, yeah. it's gotten back and yada yada. So now I'm just like, Okay, cool, like I take what I I see and listen, and I leave it there. Mm-hmm. You know what? And if it's of dire importance, you know what, and I have to tell someone I work with, it goes there, but other than that, it doesn't go anywhere else, you know? So Yeah, well, I, I think that's the thing, too, is, is, like, you gotta be a little bit smarter about it, and and for me, like, I, I didn't, I had to learn the lesson a little bit the hard way sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? And even something like reporting, like, I, I didn't really get into this to, like, you know, disseminate information, I just kind of, like, like the game, I want to share my opinions on the game. Yeah. I was very lucky that, like, that alone already, like, gets me into this position where, you know, there is an audience, yeah. um, but at the same time, like, when you, what I've, my experience of this is just like I've been doing it more and more, and then sort of getting a little bit more information from people like literally on the inside. And my thing now is just so like, man, how do I share that? Or how do I reveal sort of like what's actually going on? Or yeah. sort of you hear a report and people ask me, like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And if I actually know something about it, how do I disseminate that information? Because to me, it's like, my thing is just I got to talk to both sides. Yeah. If I talk to both sides and I get both their perspectives, and then I can go ahead and, and share it. Yeah. Obviously, with, with you know, with the enough consent from both guys. But like, that's sort of my approach. But I, I don't even know. Like, it, it, even that feels kind of sleazy for me. No, I feel you. There's a secondary media economy now. It's like yeah. aggregation happens where it's like you say anything, and then they tell your retelling of the story again. And when the story gets retold two times, yeah. you starts you start to lose some sort of context. 
and then it gets back to people in a different way. So exactly. I don't. I don't even know how. I, I, I guess it's hard to navigate, man. It's a tricky game, man. It's a hard to navigate, man. I try to stay away from all the like the inner politics, and I think a bit of it like having those relationships with the players or staff and front office and like having your same core group of friends outside it's like you feel like you owe your friends outside a bit of respect and trust to break things to them and you owe the people you work with respect and trust but I think like um being in a position of sport it's just like you know that the ripple effects and the waves can happen very quickly with the people you work with um, and you don't want those ripple effects to taint your name in the business you work in. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. If it's a business you don't care about, you're like, all right, cool. I don't care what to say. What I'm going to say, you know, but I think it's a place you care about. You don't want anything you say to get to the wrong individual. And then it goes, OK, this person's not trustworthy. Or every time yeah. I say something, it's going somewhere else. Right. So, no, that's fair. That's fair. And, and again, you got to take the careful balance. All right. You know, I actually didn't necessarily want to go. Well, it's not, I didn't want to go. I, I, I wanted to also touch on sort of like the, the social strategy itself. right? Yeah. Like, working with the Raptors, so I'm going to hard pivot back to that. But, like, um, yeah, like, so what was the overall media goal? Like, who was, like, the target audience? Like, are you trying to target, like, the casual Raptor fan? Are you trying to get somebody who's a fan of basketball but not a fan of the Raptors? Are you trying to get them in? Like, who was the target when you were working with the Raptors? I think the target is uh, it's always to expand, right? Um, okay. You have the diehard fans, the inaugural They're fans. Anyway. They're going to follow regardless, right? right? Yeah. And I think um, that was a, a big thing I— I think I struggled with out of the gates because where we consume sport, we're consuming, especially if we're like from like a, a Jordan era or so on and so forth, the Vince Carter era, David mm-hmm. Sotomayor era, like yeah. yada, yada. Um, we're always not telling the story from that perspective, from a an old OG fan, we'll call them. Yeah, you know yeah, what sure, I mean? Yeah. And I think we're, we're telling it from this new TikTok perspective and things got to be quick and snappy and yeah. funny and so on and so forth. And I think like the target audience is always to grow the audience like internationally. I think okay. um, because Toronto is uh, where we're, where we play, we're, we're not. We have to always think about like places like Alberta and Calgary and like all these other other yeah, places sure. around yeah, Canada yeah, to yeah. like to grow there, but to also grow internationally. Because I think again, in Toronto, we've always had a lot of international players, right? Yeah. And um, for me, I always try to compare our social analytics to teams with like humongous followings. Like I think the biggest team in the league is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They got like thirty some odd million followers on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, you win four championships. Yeah. Uh, but they flips. also had they yeah. also have like a it's like a gold state um a Spanish page and that page has like 20 million followers. Yeah. So like right. they're trying to they're expanding into insane markets, mm-hmm. you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So it's like the goal is always to expand and to go to grow internationally and I think always being uh being the Canadian team there's that like we're like the little brother to every team in the league. No one really yeah. gives us the respect. They don't give us the attention. We get one national te- televised game a year, like all that yeah, type exactly. of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the goal is always to expand to where it's like, okay, we need to try to get on that same level of respect, get the same viewership, the same eyes. Um, I think with, as far as strategy going about doing that, like that's where we talk about building these players' IPs. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. sometimes like you might get players that just don't want to do any of that. So it's a bit hard. It makes your job difficult. You yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. some players like, bro, I don't want any to do any camera stuff. Like, yeah. Get away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it makes your job difficult when you're trying to expand the team's IP mm-hmm. by trying to expand the player's IP. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's like, I think by trying to massage and get those players to open up a bit and explore, okay, different stories and stuff like that, you can build a team as wide as you possibly can. So, yeah. No, that's interesting. So, I mean, th- this like global vision of the Raptors, like, it's been around even before Messiah's time, even with yeah. Brian Colangelo and guys like that. But, like, Especially under Masai, like you, you walk into OVO, for example, you see like the national, like the 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 the, the, uh, 
the national flags yes. on, on the board and all that kind of stuff. They really try to like put that front and center. I, I don't know. I mean, like, is social strategy something that Masai will sit down with you or like Bobby will sit down with you? Guys like that on that level will come down or at least like have some sort of conversation around this is sort of the image that we would like to portray. You know what? I don't think it's something that they necessarily will do because, again, they're running a basketball team and yeah, stuff sure. like that. But And obviously the Raptors' MLSC dynamic is completely different. They're like the Raptors operate as an entity and MLSC operates as an entity and they sort of intermingle together. Mm. But I will say it's like it's something you have to know um, a part of Raptors culture. Like I think that's why like the roles where you're directly related to the team, it's so it's so specific where it's like, you have to be able to understand where you are and where the team is coming from and where they're trying to get to. You right, know what I mean? Especially right. when you go into OVO and you do see all those flags on the board, you're like, we're trying to push inclusivity. We're trying to push culture. We're trying to push, you know, um, we're, we're, we're a blended family here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and those are things I think, like, it's not even them pushing. Like, I think that's just stuff that they stand on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So I'm like, if, if you see all those things, it's like, okay, we need to make sure we're highlighting people's backgrounds we're highlighting okay where they're coming from their mm-hmm. upbringing like obviously like messiah has goa and goa has integrated itself into the raptors ecosystem you know yeah, what i mean yeah, where sure, it's like yeah. okay like we have a goa night and like the players attend and then we have like yeah. staff attend and so on and so forth so yeah. we're always trying to intermingle culture and like trying to push it as far uh, as far as possible so i think like understanding that you're always trying to tell that and the narrative of what you put out on social so mm-hmm. um I, I mean look at the same time though like there's gotta be a lot of restrictions right like in terms of like it's I, I'm not sure what the approval process or things like that kind of go into, but like, you know, um, I'm sure there's content ideas that you have as a as a creative, and and part of being a creative, like literally, is being shut down. Like, yeah, for sure. Just, it's just literally part of the process. No, it's regular. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, just walk me through sort of that idea in terms of just like, you know, what was your sort of process in terms of I have an idea, I want to shoot it. Who do you need to get permission from? The whole decision from like you have the idea to when you post the idea. What are sort of the steps you got to go through? Um, I will say a lot of the stuff I was doing is like run and gun. So yeah, okay. like a lot of the funny uh, things or cool or dope ideas was run and gun. And it was from stemming from players' personalities. It'd be like okay, someone yeah. did something crazy and I just happened to be there. And that's, mm-hmm. again, with that that personality and that trust. Yeah. They allow me to be there all the time with a camera. It almost seems I'm not holding a camera anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I'm just there yeah. all the time, you know? So a lot of stuff was run and gun. But like from the idea and the approval process, it's like... If we have an idea to use a player um, for, like, an all-star campaign, right, I think yeah. a lot of the time is, like, you start at the root where you go, like, you at, you see where the player's at and what they how they, how they want to be portrayed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you want this campaign to look like? Obviously, not, they're not going to go in depth, but you ask them at the root, and then, okay, we take that away, and we go to our brand or our marketing team at on Raptors and MLSE, and we go, okay, cool, how do we expand and grow out with this idea? Um because I've seen it backfire where, like, the people that are in, in marketing or in in brand, they might not be as close as me to the mm-hmm. team. Yeah. They might be coming with the ideas, and I might be able to give them a bit of correction, like, ah, this is not really going to fly with that person, or you know what I mean? So This happens should... a lot. Oh, it happens a ton, <laughs> man. It happens a ton. A lot of people have a lot of ideas. You know oh, what I mean? no, but a ton. They're, they're usually not, like, that close to the situation, which, is again, that's not their fault. Like, no, 100%. It's not their main job. No, 100%. And but, I, I think yeah. it's, it's, just, it's up to the people that are there to keep them honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, like, that's where that value has to come in. It's like, hey, like these are this is someone who's there often enough where they have that relationship and they could go and ask the source. We're not asking PR to, hey, can you give us information? Like, I'm going to the player. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how do you feel about said thing? Like, right, right. is it okay? Like, do you like, okay, like, what about yada, yada? Okay, cool, all right. 
we want to do a bit of this. Can we find a middle ground? Because yeah. a lot of the time, the player might want it to be super dull. And I'm like, it can't be dull, man. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, the fans want to see a bit more. You know yeah, what I mean? So like, yeah. there's got to be some middle ground. So we got to go to the source. You know what I mean? That's the way I, I, I try to go about it. You know that what I mean? Sense. Go to the source. And I think like it's up to me and the people that are like player facing, I guess, to keep the people that are putting the faces on tickets or like branding in the arena to keep them honest. Like mm-hmm. this is what the way people want to be seen. This is what looks cool. This is what's hip. This is what's trendy. Like we got to tap into that. So. So with something like, let's say, All-Star or even, like, award season at the end of the year, All-NBA, defensive teams, all that kind of stuff, like, do players come to you or, like, do agents come to you guys? And they're it's a like, bit of both, I will say, like. Because I'm sure every, that's their job. Everyone wants to sort of put themselves out there and, like, put themselves up for these awards. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure the decision just doesn't only fall upon you. Oh, but heck like, no. You know what I mean? think half the time it's like work? we get the, we're the ones just reacting to the, to, to the decisions. So okay, it might okay. be like, hey, like. The agent needs the support. And I think that's where the, this, the, this ecosystem of it's not just the team. It's not just front office. It's not just Raptor social and brand and marketing. It's where the agents come in or the yeah. handlers come in. They're like, okay, we need this ecosystem to help us get here. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, we this want This is a normal thing. This like, is very normal. All-star, yes. they, agents come in or they make meetings and they're like, yo, we want this and this. And, and here's the thing, like, for NBA teams, as I understand it, there's a limit to how many things you can post. 100%. Right? Because otherwise, it's just like, what's stopping NBA teams from like spamming all the time? Exactly. Right? So there has to be some sort of like rules that all your social teams sort of compete against. But that means there's a finite amount of like tweets or posts or whatever. I also think that it's you can like, put out there. You, you, could, you could hang yourself if you post too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, people sure, might be sure. like, you're, you're spending our, our page. We don't want to see it anymore. Exactly, like, it's yeah. too much. You know what I mean? So I think like. But agents want you guys to essentially yeah, spam. Yeah, and I think, I think it's, 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 it's so touchy because I think like. They, especially if there's multiple players on the team trying to, let's say, get into an all-star game, yeah, yeah. you got to make sure you're promoting one as much as you're promoting the other. You know what I mean? Because that, that's why it becomes political. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? You try, to, you try to please as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's like a, it's a community effort. I will say, like, the agents that do have the meetings and, like, um, sometimes they include social and it's like, hey, what are the ideas? And yeah. How do we get this to grow to where, okay, we want to see some results and so on and so forth. And again, we're trying to put as much, not pressure, but put it in front of our fans' eyes as much as possible to say, hey, look, this is what we're doing to push Pascal Siakam or OG or Fred or Scotty or whoever it might be. You know what I mean? And like, I think we, we, did we push four last year? Four guys? Uh, We might have pushed three, maybe four. I don't know. Like, I think, you know what ends up happening? This is what we like. Like, we might start with four. Yeah. And then when you get to like, last three weeks yeah you're like all right only two horses are really really in this race right now maybe we we gotta gotta just push all the push all our eggs into these you know what i mean you never want to like not support your players but like you're also like okay like let's be smart about this like we got these two horses in the race like okay let's just double down and try to get them out of here you know what i mean so yeah no man i mean again like all all this stuff comes back to like you got to manage these relationships because Uh again like I'm not saying NBA players are, like, delusional or anything like that. But at the same time, they, everybody has a really high opinion of themselves. It's like a lot of confidence that has to go into the fact that you are, you know, a professional athlete. And so, I mean, like, feelings do get hurt, you know, so when, you, when, you, when you make these kind of decisions. Like, come to a guy, you're like, listen, bro, like, you're not actually playing well enough. Or, like, you're not really in this all-star race. Yeah. We're, we're not going to send out any of these posts I, for I definitely won't be the one doing that. But, <laughs> I like, I think, again, like, these, they're, it's not the delusion, but I will say it's like, they, they are aware you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like 
But you could be aware of something, but it could still make you feel like a certain way. No, 100%. That's but normal. I think I think it's like saying, like, oh, who are the top 15 guys in the NBA? Yeah. No matter how they play, they're going to get into an All-Star game yeah. because they're, like, the, the fan favorite. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like true. Steph Curry's always going to be there. LeBron James is always going to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like you don't really have to worry about pushing those guys as hard because their individual fan base is going to take them and yeah, make exactly. them a leader. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's the guys that you're trying to push, and you go, okay, cool. Like, these are the 20 guys that are 100% going. Mm-hmm. You play, you're playing well this season. Like, how do we get you to get into that mix? Like, they have to be honest with themselves. Like, okay, like, yeah. well, I get into this mix or not, you know? So. Um, so you mentioned, like, you know, having this working relationship with the players. Are, are there players that come to you guys and, like, they come to you with ideas? Are, are we at that yeah. point with the Raptors? Yeah, I think, again, like, it's so, like, these, so who on the Raptors is, like, well, I actually, like, well, actively likes to engage with this kind of stuff? You know what I say? Like, uh, last season, like, I know Scotty was, was definitely liking to engage. And, again, he had his own uh, content person with vlogs, sure. right? Yeah, and yeah. The, the, his summer league vlog that Max made was in, insane. It was like, nice. It was insane, and he, he that was amazing to watch. And it's like... You know, there's guys like Gary who are into fashion, you know what I mean? Or they're sure, like, yeah. okay, like, I want to do something post-game or, like, can we do something pre-game or, like, in yeah. a set hallway in an arena, you know what I mean? Where, like, guys are trying to take the the IP into their own hands. Like, Tris, I know you might have an idea, but, hey, I like this. Can mm. we do this today? Yeah. Or, like, but that's good, though. That's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a working relationship. Yeah, no more I, trust there's give and take since, like, you know, like, yeah. they might come with an idea. I'm like, uh, it might look better if we do it like this or mm-hmm. if we do something, like, on this end. Or, like, hey, you know, when we go on the road, we do, like, I, I like to choose, um, like, really popular ha- hallways for walk-ins. Like, ha- walk-ins is, like, my favorite, like, one of my favorite assets um, where players can show off their outfits. Yeah, And it's right, like, right. we know when we go on the road, there are certain cities that players are always dressing up in. It's well, like... Which of those cities? New York. Yeah. Where they have the long walk tunnel, or the long, long walk uh, up the ramp. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, L.A. in front of the Staples, not Staples, Crypto Sign. Yeah, yeah. Where they walk past the Crypto Sign. Um, there are some good ones I'm missing. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, yeah. The lights are really nice. Um, Damn, you're breaking down lighting, man. This is this the photographer you, in you, man. I'm telling you, it's like it's like some <laughs> of the some of the nice. some Sorry. of the walk-ins are like yeah. it's like super huge, and like you'll tell like guys will wait a bit. They won't walk in with other guys. Let guys walk ahead oh, of them. Okay, okay. Walk yeah, behind yeah, guys right, so they can get a solo photo. Because they don't get off the bus at the same time. No, exactly. But they come in one by one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's like they're all going through security at the same time, and it's like a guy might be walking with three other guys, and they might hang back and wait for the two guys hey. to walk ahead so they can get the solo photo. You know what I mean? Game, man. Exactly. So yeah. there are certain cities, you know, where guys are like, I want to get this idea off here or like hey like Tris this place has nice yada yada yeah, yeah. can we shoot some photos when sure. we land or so on and so forth and again I'm 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 trying to help them build their social you know what I mean yeah, as course, much as man. like as much as the stuff this content will go to Raptors social like or am I going Raptors Twitter and yada yada like I'm trying to help them build their social so like they can you know look the way they want to look and be presented you know yeah, what I mean yeah, so yeah. like any of those things I can help do I'm going to help do it and to me I'm just like a relationship person off rip so it's like outside of the team and like the organization of MLSC like that's just like a pillar for me and like what I stand on like I'm 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 willing to ride with a relationship more than the corporate side personally because I'm mm-hmm. just like that stuff matters more to me than anything else so I mean that's that's the ultimate the, the, the stuff that will keep you employed yeah and, 100%. and keep you in the industry right yeah like, like again like there's obviously you know, you don't want to disrespect the Raptors, and I don't think you have. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, just like the Raptors have to maintain their relationship with players, yeah. it's the same thing with with with, with uh, folks like you. So, yeah, I mean, I guess my question is like, so when it comes to a year like this past season, where it's like, not maybe as like, you know what it is? I think when people when teams are losing, it's a lot harder to like post very, as much content. Very. You know what I mean? I'm thinking back to like. Man, 2019, or even, you know what? The year after 2019, the 1920 yeah. season when they're defending champions, the amount of content that we got that year, bro, like, 
and it was like it, it just looked so good, and I think it really like helped enhance the fan experience. On top of the fact that they won like fifty some odd games, right? I think I think the fandom like the the uh, this is like just after I got here, so I think like the the Instagram account grew like one point eight million people after the, after they won the chip. Man. Like it was insane. Yeah, like it. It exponentially grew, so it's like right, right, yeah. they're probably pump, pumping, pumping, pumping content. Like we got more eyes now. Let's yeah, push, yeah, push, yeah, push, yeah. push, 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 right? But then there are those seasons where you don't have have great seasons, and it's like okay, we got to sort of dial it back, you know? So yeah, well, I mean that's the thing too. It's just like again, that's where you got to be both like still understanding where the fan comes from, but also being on the inside. It's just like how much harder was you this year? I guess with, with the team sort of not going off to a good start and sort of just this sort of like negative mood around the team. It's difficult this whole year. It's difficult. I will say, like I think like. You're still trying to serve a purpose for the OG fan, the diehard fan that doesn't care if they're winning or losing. Yeah. I just want to see Gary Trent Jr. I just want to see yeah. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like there are OG diehard fans that are like, you know, what? I just really want to see my people. You know what I mean? And I think that it was difficult from a standpoint of, again, where I'm saying that I like the relationship standpoint when I'm like, how would I feel on the receiving end? Mm. not winning a lot right now and I'm yeah. trying to stick a camera in their face you know right. what I mean like and I don't want to make them seem like they're like a one trick pony like do something for me now like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean yeah, but yeah. it's like I'm still trying to help and give the fans what they want to see but also trying to be understanding and aware of the situation you know what I mean and I think like as the season progressed like the the access um was pulled a bit just based off of like the way the trajectory of the season was going. You got to read the room. You have yeah. to read the room. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to ask guys to, hey, can you do a TikTok for me or something trending, yada, yada, when we're, we lost the last three games in a row or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's like trying to read the room. Um, but I will say it's like, that's also like where like that, it's a hard balance. Like it's it, it, was, it was quite difficult because I think like there are periods of time where like you might be watching a game. Like I say to people sometimes, but people don't realize it's like, if you follow a team on Twitter and the team is winning, yeah. team might be posting, like, every major highlight bucket. Team might get off, like, I'll say in a, on a good game, yeah. most teams might get off, like, 30, 40 tweets on a good game. You're Jeez. winning. You're like, ah, big dunk, ah, yeah. crossover, yeah, 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 yeah. ah, such yeah. and such person in the arena. Yeah. But when they're losing, that number might be, like, 10, yeah, 7. I, <laughs> I was going to say, there were some games towards the end of the year. I'm like, bro, what are you guys supposed to post, man? Exactly. There was, like, the game you guys went to uh, we Last went to Philly. Yes. Like, you guys were down 30 at half or, like, 30 at halftime or, like, Boston. It was like, man. Yeah, what, 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 are, we what are you supposed to say? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like... It almost <laughs> you it's run the risk. You run the risk. It's like sabotage. You're like you say something, knowing you're gonna get cooked. Yeah, someone's gonna say something. Like, why are you even posting this right now? Like, yeah. bro, we're losing by twenty or something like that. You know what I mean? So like, there's that balance, and I think like some people are like they just let it go over there. Like, ah, oh, still put it out. Like, yada yada. I'm just like guys, like guys, read the room. Yeah. Like, you don't want to see your team posting a highlight dunk and. <laughs> you're getting blown up by 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So there's certain things that I, I'm like, I try to, like, gauge. and Or, like, what you try to do is you try to get the tweets out early. Mm. You try to get the posts out early. So if the game does trend the other way, you've put out enough content yeah, yeah. ahead of where the game's trajectory is gone. You know what I mean? Like, you, So you, your, your job, your whole job is to finesse everything. Everything, Everything man. is a little bit of Everything, bro. No, because, uh, again, like, n- n- not to use the Raptors as an example. Let's just say, like, you know, the company I work with at Sportsnet, right? There was mm-hmm. a game in that Boston game. They were losing um, by a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was terrible. And I was like, man, like, but like, again, there's some social person who has to work here that has to like post something. Yes. 
And so they posted, like, oh, Will Barton with the big dunk, right? And yeah. it was a standard play, whatever. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the dunk was fine. Yeah. Uh, the issue was the score was, like, 61 to 29. Yeah. <laughs> so, See, I mean, like, like <laughs> and so, like, it just becomes this thing where it's like, all right, you know, it, it just, it's a, it's definitely a conflicting, I feel like. Sometimes I find, I find it funny because, like, I know a lot of people don't look at this, but, like, the analytics is, like, if I posted a dunk, like Will Barton's dunk, yeah. and we're down by 40. Yeah. And you put some caption, like, Will Barton with a huge dunk. Yes. Yeah. You know what's crazy? That post might do way better than, like, a game-winning post. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just people going crazy in the comments, like, yeah. bro, why are you posting this? But that hurts the brand. But it hurts the brand, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it's yeah. like, you got to figure out, okay, like, this, there's got to be some balance. I can't be posting these type of mm-hmm. things, you know what I mean? And then there has to be that trust where, like, marketing's got to be like your trust. Like, we know that the season's not going on right now. Like, uh-huh. so what you're putting out, we're just going to deal with it and maybe yeah, we'll yeah. try to, like— Mix in some personality content when they have a good win or if a birthday comes up and someone's singing or, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're trying to mix in everything else other than the game because I think, like, when you're not playing well, you're trying to give fans other pieces of basketball. That's just yeah. not between the lines, you know what I mean? So, and I, and I hope people can still, like, accept what that is, right? Because yeah. it's a genuine effort to still bring you content to the game. Like, I think there's there's definitely sections of fans where, like you mentioned, like, people just want to see everything. Yeah. And they can sort of separate, like, okay, yeah, this team might be losing. That doesn't mean that these people are less valued to me. 100%. Because that's kind of messed up on its own. Yeah. When you really think about it like I that. used to have fans, like, DM me on, like, social media or, like, comments on my personal page. Oh, where? Like, yeah, like, why aren't you posting enough Gary Trent, like, or oh, why yeah, aren't you yeah, posting yeah. enough, like, Scotty Barnes or, like, yeah, yeah. it'd be, like, it was Some insane. Conspiracy yeah. Because <laughs> people, like, it really creates this, like, atmosphere for conspiracy to yeah. occur. They're like, ah, Tristan doesn't like Scotty Barnes, doesn't post Scotty's da 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 I'm like, guys, what? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. Like, Yo. yeah. So, yeah, man, I think, like, I just try to stay fair. Like, I try to stay, like, okay, like, I got some of this guy, I got to get some of this guy. Okay, like, I know fans really like when Gary does a walk-in or, like, mm. I try to give the people – of what they want because I'm like I'm also reading the comments I'll go like when, when a game's done sometimes I'll go through a post post that has a thousand comments yeah of course I'll read them all I'm like okay this person really doesn't like this or okay this person yeah. just on some spam stuff like yeah, they're not really yeah. saying yeah. anything okay yeah. this person really wants to see Fred Van Vliet so I'm gonna do yeah. that for them or you know what I mean so I'll be trying to like give them a balance yeah but again like your, your job comes down to finesse I, I feel like um Again, when the, when the team's not really that happy and there's all these reports of like you know the mood of the team well this and that all that yeah. kind of stuff it's like that's got to be harder for you to actually make the behind-the-scenes content. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, I started feeling a little bit bad for, like, for you guys, for Open Gym, towards the end of the season where I'm just like, I know a lot of these players are just kind of like, yo, this season's kind of a wash. Yeah. Let's just, you know what I mean? Like, and so that n- naturally leads to less content being even available for you guys to even put out there. So how do, you, how do you deal with that? And also, like, yeah, I mean, like, how would you compare, like, this season versus, like, previous seasons? Or, like, even last season, like, they were they did really well yeah. compared to sort of, like, the mood was much better, I would yeah. say. You know what? I think, like, the first point, like, to how, like, myself or, like, Open Gym, like, Raptor Social and Open Gym sort of, like, tandem that, like, you're sort of just shooting and just logging the footage, I think. You're just, you're, you're filing it because it's, like, this might be a great, uh, rags to riches story maybe we maybe there's like a super high coming soon sure okay. so we might yeah. need some of this you know what i yeah, mean yeah. like you got to show and i think like there's another one i compared to like um the sacramento kings has a great uh all access show and they show a lot of the highs and the lows they'll yeah. show like but that makes it more real exactly and that's what people want to see that's why people are watching shows like um last chance you mm-hmm. where you want to see the lows because you know the highs are coming mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like you got to log all that stuff and i don't think like and some brands like 
they try to ignore it. Like, yeah. it, the, the losing's not happening. Like, we're only going to post the highs. And people will start to disattach themselves from you because you're like, you know, like, you're not giving me anything real. Yeah, you're not, exactly. Yeah. You're not being transparent with me. You're not yeah. telling me what's really going on here. And I think, like, you lose people in the fabric of not being real. So it's mm-hmm. like, you shoot that stuff, we shoot that stuff, we log it. It might not see the light of day now. It might see the light of day in an episode in a month from now, two months from now. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I think, like, you try to be around as much as possible. And I think that's, again, where it goes back to, like, having the relationship where it's like, you know what? I know that we're losing, and I know Tris is here with a camera, but, like, not finna tell him to get out of here or go away. Like, I know he's just trying to do his job, yeah, like, yada, yada, yada. Right. Like, That's fair. he's not trying to do too much, yada, yada. And then I know when I'm, I, when, you, when you don't feel welcome, I'm like, I'm like, all right, they don't want me around yeah, right now. Like, yeah. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? So you, tr- you try to balance that, but it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, difficult, I will say. So how was the job this year? <laughs> That's <laughs> difficult. That's <laughs> difficult. You know what? I, think... I feel like, you know what? Okay, just, just to cut you off, like, in, in the summertime, it felt like content was actually at a really good place. Yes. Right? Like, guys going to Vegas, the whole team sitting there courtside, you know, like, everybody from, like, you know, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes to, like, Malachi Flynn and, you know, I don't, I don't want to name the other guys yeah. at the end of the roster, but, like, the whole team is there, right? And yeah. then you go to spend the whole... It felt like a lot of August was spent in L.A. working, you know, the UCLA runs and the workouts beforehand and and guys just operating out of there for a very, very long time. Um, And even going to training camp, I felt like there was pretty good content, pretty good access. Again, the mood of the team was pretty high. Expectations were pretty good. Excitement was there. And then, like, I don't know. I think for a lot of fans, the confusion is, like, where did that drop-off happen? Like, what what happened? You know what I mean? Like, we were were in a good place for the season. Like, on the inside, like when when do you feel like the mood kind of changed? Um, maybe mid season. Mid season. Yeah, I will say like mid season. It felt like there was a bit of a shift, and you could tell like that. I think the elephant in the room. I think like the closer you get to the end of the season, that's when people start to think about contracts. Yeah, of course. And people yeah. think think about okay, this person going to make an all star team, or this person going to return, or mm-hmm. like okay, if mentally now you're like you've chopped it up to the season's a wash, and now you're like okay, like. What's our team going to look like next year? And, like, yeah. I think, like, as much as fans think about that, like, players think about that stuff, too. You of know course. what I mean? So it's like— That's their life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, players think about that stuff, too. And I think, like, at some point in time when—I think you have to have, like, a something that Fred refers to it often, but it's like a mind where you don't remember things the next day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think it's hard when you're consistently losing yeah. and you go, you know what, like, I'm tr- not trying to remember that. We're on to the next one. We're on to the next one. We're on mm-hmm. to the next one. Um, and it gets difficult, you know what I mean? So I think, like, even from, like, a, a capture content standpoint and, like, being around last year, it was, I think every time the season starts, like, even the Raptors going into a new season now, like, it's all high and fun, new energy, new faces, trying yeah. to build better culture, new coaches, all the other good stuff. There's always that high, but once you have to, like, start getting in between those lines and the games start to come, you know, and you're 10, 15 games in and, you know, guys hit the rookie wall or – People are tired and maybe they didn't prepare as well as they should for the season or whatever the case may be. And you get to mm-hmm. midway through the season, you start to look at where you are in the standings. It's like things start to get a bit serious. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, all right, right, cool. Like, where are we going to end up uh, in April? And, you know, okay, now it's March. And now, now you're trying to chase teams and teams are trying to tank and all these other things. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I think a lot of those things make it difficult. And, like, for my role and, like, Open Gym's role, I think, like, again, you just have to pick your spots because, like, yeah. It's hard, man. I think, like, just you, you don't want to be that person that needs to get told, I need you to leave because, bro, like, we can't have you around right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's too much going on. And I think, like, yeah. there are people that, like, 
uh, person I'm really close with, like Rico Hines, like he always talks about the purity of the game. And I think like the purity of the game is just basketball in its essence by itself, stripped away, no cameras, just right. people going up and down, nice squeaky shoes, ball bouncing, sound swishing, all that stuff. But I think we've made basketball this like cultural phenomenon. We add like walk-ins are a part of the culture now yeah. and like photos and what guys are doing and so on and so forth. And that adds to the brand and the value. Like that's why you see NBA contracts exploding. The the league is exploding in value. 100%. Teams get more value. Like this is all part of that. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, it, it does sort of like expand sort of the scope of like what is the purity of the game as you're mentioning here. Versus like all the extra, all the I mean extra stuff, all the other stuff, all the other stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you just don't, you don't want to be that person that feels like you're adding to these players' jobs or making being a headache for like your PR or your GM. Like you want to be like, look, I am just a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. the good stuff and the the honorable stuff come out, I make sure that it gets to the right channels and people are getting to see that, so our fandom can grow. But I don't want to be in your space 24-7. I want right. to be in your ear all the time. So, yeah, I was trying to pick your spots last year. It was very difficult, I will say. Yeah. No, I mean, because, I, I mean, like, yeah, it's like, you know, you're with the team again, like, 24-7. Yeah. So, like, on the team flight, you're there. Yeah. On the bus ride, you're there. Yeah. You're, probably, you're the first bus ride. You're on the second one. Yeah. You might even not even be on the bus ride. You might be there before the bus yeah. ride, right? <laughs> But like you're there, and then you're you're there pregame when they're warming up. You're there postgame when everyone's already left the arena. So yeah. like the the two and a half hour window where people are there at the arena or people are watching on TV, like that's what they're there for. You're there for like literally all of the behind. People the scenes can leave the game when stuff. the game is done, right? Like if you're watching the Raptors game, like I remember when I was younger, like I used to hate seeing the Raptors lose, and when they were losing, like I would turn off the TV. <laughs> so you you were turning the TV off a lot. Though. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, I can't watch this right now, or like you'd be yeah. like, yeah. TJ Ford having a bad game, I can't watch this right now. Like you know what I mean? And yeah, we're like yeah. so on and so forth, and yeah. like I got to turn this off and act like it didn't happen. But I'm like, for the people that work for the team, whether you're med staff, bro, you can't PR, turn that you off. You can't turn it off. Yeah. Like you go home, like after a loss, you're on the road, like. Bro, you're getting on a plane and everyone's feeling that way while you're on the plane. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. quiet. You know what I mean? It's eerie. Like, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> That's the thing, too. It's just like, again, like, you know, I'm thinking about, like, for the team right now, they're, they're making this push where they're trying to add more veterans. Like, even a, a guy like Garrett Temple joining the team, yeah. right? 37-year-old, you know, uh, what, 14-year NBA veteran. I think this is his 12th NBA team. It's like, you compare that versus, like, whoever's the 15th man. Let's say, like, it was Joe Wieskamp last year. Yeah. Right? Like, I think because of just how the just the nature of the job where you're around each other all the time you win together you lose together but it, it like camaraderie kind of comes in and out depending on sort of what the situation is based on what the locker room is like and all that kind of stuff let's like what kind of value do you get out of that 15 spot and sort of what kind of team culture you hear about because again you always hear about this now where it's like p- coaches want somebody who's energy giver they don't want any energy takers or anything like that yeah and it's like when you when you have a season like this where it's like, again, it's like it's not even the worst season in the world. Like 41 and 41 is literally like as average as you can get. Yeah, facts. But at the same time, it's like when you have these expectations and you fall short and like even team morale starts to drop a little bit, that's when you need like these other guys who sort of come in and bring energy and perspective. And that's not to say Gary Temple's going to be in the locker room being some clown and yeah. just always raising energy like a cheerleader. That's not going to be him at all. Yeah. But like you can definitely see where they're coming from, especially after a season like this. You know? Yeah, no, it's rough, man. It's rough. I think like that's where you, you have those vets, like guys like Fad and Otto, mm-hmm. where you know like they've been here and they've seen the highs and they've seen the lows. So they're gonna be talking to guys like Grady and and, and Scotty and stuff like that and trying to get them to you know 
be even keel. Like you can't get too high and you can't get yeah, too low. That's right. like something I heard a lot from Nick and Fred as well. Like you can't be that too was high. Thing, I feel like. yeah, yeah, you can't get too high and too low. You know, I know people crack jokes and say you don't see choir with emotion, but the dude is like that's actually kind of admirable. Very, it's just a very emotional thing to be like. In front of everybody, all this pressure against the best in the world, and then you just show no emotion. None. That's that's, that's like literally it's cold. That's difficult, sick. man. Yeah. It's difficult, and I think like people like you, you have these highs, and I think like it was fun to watch. It's fun to watch people have the highs and explode with excitement. Yeah. But then it hurts when you watch them with the lows and the heads hanging, and you know, like the attitude, or you know, it's they're sad or whatever the case may be. So it's, if you stay even keel, like you're never too high, you're never too low, mm-hmm. can't lose. Yeah, for real, for real. I think that's the thing, too, for the younger guys, man. Like, I, I just think about, like, even, like, a young guy like Grady getting thrown into all this yeah. right away. Or a couple years ago, like, Scotty getting thrown this right away. It's like, yo, you you were probably already a big deal. Like, guys like Grady and Scotty, they were already big deals before they came to the NBA. Yeah. Especially on social media and all that kind of stuff. But then it's a different scale when you see it in person. It is so real. And you feel all these, like, big brands coming to you. And, you know, the whole NBA machine is coming in to sort of, like, you know, hype you up or, you know, put yeah. you on this pedestal. And then, you, you know, if you don't stay on that level, then all of a sudden that gets removed. That's sort of like up and down, like emotional. Like, I, I don't know how young guys are supposed to deal it's with that. So I, I thought like that's why we're like a guy like Fred. I'm like, all right, at least I know that like whatever. Last year wasn't like the most ideal season for anybody and, and Fred included. But at the same time, I'm like, I know Fred's going to be mentally strong enough to sort of handle this because he's been through this. And also he just seems like a more mature guy in general. Yeah. The younger guys, I'm just like, as a person, how do you go through that? You know, like I'm sure, like you, you get to see that up behind the scenes. So, like young guys who have expectations of playing, young guys who have expectations of being a star, or like they have high expectations and they don't meet that, or they're not even playing. Sometimes, I mean, I don't even know. That's got to be a little devastating. It's rough, man. I think like I try to be there more than just a personal camera. I try to be there as a friend, to be an ear. You know what I mean? And you you hear them out, whether it be with not playing or whatever the case may be, or just going through a struggle, and you just try to be a soundboard for those people. You sure, know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like everybody needs a soundboard. And, um, yeah, those are the things that are not in the job description. You know what I mean? Like, those are things that, like, you just just sort of got to do. You know what I mean? Because I think, like, there's there's so many things with these highs and lows. And it's like, again, all these people were somebody wherever they came from. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, to get to where they were, they were doing something to get here. You know what I mean? So now it's a reshuffling of the cards, and you have your franchise. You have your two, three players that might play 35, 40 minutes, and, like, you might not get – 10 minutes, you might not get five minutes, you might not yeah, play, you know what yeah. I mean? You might be bouncing up and down from the G, you know yeah. what I mean? So you it's might like, not, the, the worst part is you might not even know if you're going to play or not exactly. play. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. it's difficult, and I think, like, that's where you got to realize, I think as fans, like, these guys are all human. Like, these guys yeah. all have their own story. They're coming from their own place. They all have their own agendas. Like, they're all trying to feed their families and, like, build legacy and build careers and match up to these people they idolize, and it's like, a lot of these things, they, they're not in their control, and, like, the hardest thing I know, like mental health is a big thing in the NBA right now, but a lot of these guys are trying to figure out how how do I balance this? In the offseason, do I just get away and not pick up a basketball? Do I stay away from social? Well, you get critiqued on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> every day. So it's like it's so hard. It's like whatever you do, right. it's a winner, it's win lose all the time. It's like yeah. it's it's so difficult. And I, I, it's kudos to the guys that like find the ways to balance. You know what I mean? I know a lot of guys that say when the season's done, like I try to even disconnect from the playoffs. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't tune into this because then you build opinions and then you feel jaded and you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, let me just stay away until it's my time to get back in the gym right. and put my head into next season. So Yeah, no, that's fair. I think I think, um, I think Scotty was talking about that actually. He was like, yo, I didn't even want to watch some of this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I I, I know what, like how that could sound to yeah. some people. Be like, oh my God, he's not that invested. It's like, 
it's a different it's a different perspective. It's well, like an entirely different perspective between like what a fan feels about what players should be doing versus like how players feel about what I they're doing. <laughs> I don't get it sometimes, man. Sometimes I'll be looking at the comments or like I don't really be on Reddit too often, but like sometimes it comes across my timeline and I'm just like, guys, these are humans. <laughs> yeah. Like these are people. And I'm like I'm like, I know to the diehard fan they might not see that. They're like, ah, this person's horrible at life because they don't score fifteen points a game. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, this makes no sense to me. I'm like, come on, man. Like but again, that, that's the thing where it's like, you know, like when you're a fan, like you don't really know. And so like you make up, you like fill in the gap. Yeah, 100%. Right? I feel and that. like, or you allow someone else to fill in that gap for you. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like to put some like self-awareness on this, like what I do, like I also kind of fill in the gap a little bit. Like I'm not really here just to give information, but at the same time, like I fill in like an, even an opinions gap, let's say. Yeah. But like my goal is just sort of like, can I be more informed on about this, or can I be more fair about this in in the first place? Facts. And that's like a like for me personally, that that's like a personal journey and a goal. Like I want to get yeah. better and better and better at that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, you you can't really fully get to all of it, even though that's what mm-hmm. fans want to get to. They want to know everything. Yeah. They want to be essentially like they want to have seen the season through your eyes. Yeah, and I think again, like that's where like if you. You build up that respect yeah. with those players or coaches or GMs and presidents. Like, bro, they're going to let you in those rooms yeah. because right, now right. your voice is valued and they know you're not going to jade it. You're not going to say anything left. And I think there's more there's more respect in, in being those people's keeper than trying to smear their name in the media. And people get, trust me, people get by on smearing a lot of names. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you can make right. a killing on that. But I'm like, the ones that are respected, the people that, like, that's why people are going on, like, the Pivot podcast or, like, All the Smoke or J.J. Reddick and all these things because these people are stand-up individuals. They're like, you know what? These people are going to tell right. my truth. They're going to let me speak my piece, and you know what? They're not going to have my best interest at heart. Yeah. They're going to get ahead like that, you know, so. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to end with a couple of uh, couple of questions about the job. Um, okay, so in, in putting aside Fred from this past year, if you were to make, like, a content series, let's say, like, a, uh, like a, a vlog or some sort of whatever content idea, um, with with three Raptors on the team, who will the three Raptors be? Uh, Precious Chua. Precious, okay. For sure. Just, uh, he's an interesting human, 100%. <laughs> All right. Like, 100%. I'm going to follow um, up on that, but keep going. Precious Chua. Um, we'll go OG Ananobi. Okay. All right. Everyone likes the mystery of OG. Everyone likes the mystery of OG. <laughs> OG, and we'll go, like, uh, Gary Trent. Yeah. Those are three good picks. Okay, so walk me through. You said Precious is a really interesting individual. Like he, he reminds me of Serge so much. Yeah? Yeah, like the dude okay. is just involved in everything that goes on back home where he's from. He's in the fashion. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's, he likes to DJ? He yeah, like, he de- like dudes into everything. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, if you're thinking about watching a Netflix series, okay? Yeah, yeah, that sure. Okay. That has basketball but it also gets to show me what they're into mm-hmm. you'll never run out of content with this guy right, right this guy's right. paris fashion week new york fashion week like yeah. games he's, like, he's back home right now back home camps. right now in yeah. camps like you'll never run out of content dude has so much stuff going on and it's like these are the stuff people want to see you know what i mean so right right 100 first pick yeah big in the wine as well if yes know. yeah yes um which i'm like yo how are you big in the wine when you're 22 man huh. like, <laughs> he's experienced beyond his years i'm Think like about when it. i was 22 i was drinking i was drinking jackson Prince, you know <laughs> I was man, drinking that Australia tale. My man was like, uh, he he grew up in New York, uh, played in Miami, yeah, and now yeah. plays in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. man, seen the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. those three places you've seen the world. 
Yeah. You've seen a lot. And yeah. you're from you're from Africa, bro. You've right. seen everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. you have perspectives on you listen to Precious being Precious talk a lot and like his perspectives on life is just like he's just seen so much where it's like his perspective is it's tasteful. It's like he's just got he's got a perspective on, on so many things and it's mm-hmm. like you can tell his brain is not jaded by the sport he plays. He doesn't just think about him being an athlete. He's thinking about everything else outside right. of that. I think that's, you know what, that's that. I feel like that's why I see your comparison to Serge, because yeah. Serge kind of lived like that too. You know, there's certain guys who like live really, str- like, I don't know, they have this like zest for life. They're always yes. trying to like do things and like, you know, like they're, they're taking, they're seizing opportunity and whatever. Like, you say everybody has 24 hours. People live completely different completely. lives. Completely. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, for Precious sure. is a great pick. OG. I mean, OG is just like, is he as funny behind the scenes as Bro, he is? Like, to me, OG is one of the funniest people on this planet. But why? Like, is it just he? He goofy. He's wearing different things. He is like, like willing. Uh, like, he is cool, chill. Like, he'll say things that like you might not, you might be thinking, but he'll say it out loud. Okay. I he'll like, like seize yeah. the moment. Like, if there's a point point in time, like everybody in the room is thinking about something, he might say something and make people laugh. Like, he's friendly. He's trying to like he. There's again. There's that. He's not dividing like I'm a player in your staff. Mm. Like he's making everybody feel like we're one cohesive unit. Right. Everywhere we go, on the bus, on the plane, in the hotel, at the arena, says hi to everybody. And that's a big thing. I think like people think these athletes are not humans. Like they try they these athletes try to treat the people that are taking care of them, med staff, yeah. uh, team docs, PR, GM, like like you're a person too. I'm gonna remember your name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember what you do. Oh, hey, I'm, you got a dog. I heard about that. Yada yada. Like he's that type of person. You know right. what I mean? So okay. it's like even watching OG on like a Netflix series. Like he just got so much stuff going on too. You know what I mean? Right. Like he got what owns a percent of a uh, basketball soccer team or basketball in um yeah in Britain. In Britain, yeah, yeah. like he has the London Lions. He's, yeah. he's doing like he's doing so much. You know what I mean? And I think like that's another person to watch. And I think obviously everyone's like ah oh, like OG is so funny and yada yada. But like if people really knew him, like you would take to him way more. Mm. Damn, all right. And then Gary, Gary, Gary's kind of like Precious in that way. Yes. Gary is like, when I first met Gary, I'm like, God, oh, this guy's like a rock star. Like, yeah, he just, you he know, just reminds he, me like a rock star. Came like, with that vibe. Everyone was calling him the weekend. Yes, while. like yeah. he's like a rock star. Yeah. But like, again, like he's like a people's people. I think people might think like he might be standoffish or yada yada. Like, no, like, dude, and him and his, him and his dad, like, they're a perfect tandem. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? His dad is like, obviously, like, giving him game on the way the league works. And the way the sport works, bro, the, the way business, life works, the way man. life works. You bro, know what his I mean? dad will come on this program. And yes, he'll, he'll just like I'll ask him a simple question, like, "Yo, like, who do you think should play power forward tonight? Like, they got an injury," and he'll just go off on a tangent about like yes. life. Yes, you know what I mean, and I'm like, all right, you know what? First off, he definitely likes to talk, but also yes. like, there's definitely a lot of wisdom in. Sort nah, of like, he he's, he's seen a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like his dad is a big support system for him, and like you could tell that Gary's like that with just his people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he lives in the heart of the city. And you see him out, and it's not like he's like, ah, oh, no pictures. Like, yeah, he's, sure, he's yeah. he was just that in Carabana, like no security in the parade with people. Like, no, that's real. Though. You know what I mean? No, that's like, real. Like, with everybody, you know what I mean? I feel like, like for players, especially players, when they get to a certain level, because like obviously there's a difference between like Gary and like LeBron. Let's yeah, say, right. But like, yo, when when you're still able to still just be with the people, like yeah. I think that's where it's like that experience always gets taken away from you. Yes. And whatever, obviously you get this, like, big reward, but, I mean, there's no substitute for, like, being with people. Like, no, man. That's, that's, if that's, you can be in the mix yeah, 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 and people, like, are aware of your stardom but respect your stardom enough not to do anything crazy and just want to yeah. be around you, that's yeah. amazing because people got to respect you to be able to do that. You know so what I, I mean? So I think Gary's in that space right now. Yes. Yeah. No, Gary's good with people too, man. I remember uh, I was at 
some like KFC installation. Yes. This this past uh, uh, winter under with, the Bentley. Yeah, under yeah. the Bentley. Yeah, he was shooting. It was outside and was cold and whatever. But like. Gary's in a great mood, man. He was just meeting people all like just the whole time, teaching kids how to shoot and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, that's honestly, it, you know, again, like especially with sponsored events, you never yeah. know how it's gonna go. Like people are kind of, everyone knows like you're there for like just the yeah, yeah, and trying to get out of there or whatever, yeah, activation. But like Gary really wasn't. He just, like took time to meet with everybody. He like, has his own camps back in uh, where he's yeah. from in Columbus. Like he's got. You know, it's the, it's the guys that have so much going on outside the sport that interest me because mm. it's like you would tell like. As much as they identify as like a superhuman athlete that scores the ball at a high clip or a great defender, like they're like, this is just what I do. It's not who I am. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I have so much going on outside of that. And all these guys have like so much going on outside of that. So Right, right. Um I was gonna ask, like, if you were to if you were the casting director for like a like a TV show, let's say like, I don't even know, man, like one of those like Love Island or like the Circle or whatever, like which which Raptor would uh would win? Uh, like a Love Island flip, <laughs> fuck, flip. I don't know. Um, I don't know why I'm asking this. This just came off the top of my head. I don't, I think, I don't know who would win. It's got to be someone strategic like that to be able to play the game. Um, yeah, give me give me the Raptors Riz rankings right now. Riz. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's got to be like the one that can play the game. Maybe like. Hmm. It's gotta be like a vet. It can't be like someone young. Oh, okay. They'll right, get right, they'll right. get out. They'll be was, out of the game. You know quick. what? I wasn't expecting that answer. It's gotta be like a vet. It's gotta be a vet. So it's gotta be like young. It's gotta be like a thad. Yeah, it's gotta be like a thad. Like, cause these guys are gonna play the game. They're gonna be like, all right, you know, yeah. I peeped the way this is how it's working. Okay, like this person, I gotta da da da. This person, okay, like cool. This yeah. person's not really for me. It's gotta be a vet. Mm. It's gotta be like a thad or like an auto. That's crazy. Wow. The young guys, they're too up and down. So it's got to be someone that's like, you know what? I'm willing to just, I'm even keel with this. No, that's clever. That's clever. All right. On the topic of awkward questions, I got to ask you, man. What what happened with the the video? You know what I'm talking about? The International Women's Day video? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, please tell me what happened there. I'm sorry to make it awkward, but we're on an awkward space right now. I think um, the video was... It wasn't, you know what, I think as a viewer, yeah, the video might seem dry mm-hmm. and like it wasn't thought out. Okay. But I will say from um, a creative standpoint, the video was not supposed to end abruptly like that. I think that's what the most, well, that, that was one of the more awkward Because I think it. like yeah. if you, because so sh- think short. about it, if, if, those, if those statements were put in the video... Um and there were like five or six more statements. Yeah, the video wouldn't have been bad. Sure, because it w- didn't right. end so abruptly. It wasn't yeah. like they do this done. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's I think that was the awkward part. It was like first I was the rest of this. Also, it's like okay, that's part of the perspective, but that can't be the whole perspective. Exactly. So yeah. the video wasn't intended to be gotcha. like that. Okay, the video wasn't intended to be like that. There were, I want to say, because uh, I'm thinking like on on our media day, but I want to say that. The video initially had two other players in it. Okay, okay. Those players are no longer with the team. Oh, okay. Word. So they only edited what they had left in the bank. Interesting. And then it went out. So I think a lot of that is like, for instance, like, you know, like on media day, you get people to do marketing reads and so on and so forth. So like, obviously you can't ask every single player to do a marketing read. Otherwise you have players there for hours, right? So you select your six or your five or whatever the case may be. And the five we selected, only three were still left with the team. Mm. So now instead of that video becoming a 45 second or a minute video where there's like a bit more opinions and like something to tie it, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was nothing left. <laughs> no, I mean, look, look I, 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 there's the thing, like, 
I think it was just awkward, right? It yeah. was. I, I wasn't anything that was like should get people into trouble. I don't no, think. No, I don't I mean? think so at all. But at the same time, it's like I know from your perspective, it's like it, that's that's it's part of the job. Yeah. And so it's like if, and I, you, I think you it takes some heat for it. It but does. Like, realistically, think, it was just awkward. It was. I, it I think was like kind of funny. It falls. On, it falls on everybody just to to think about being a viewer and how you're going to receive it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I think I think um a big touchy subject in, in sports right now is that like we feel like we got to speak on everything. Everything that happens, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. every uh, awareness month, um, every cultural moment, sports sports are getting to a space where like if you don't stand, it means you don't identify. You're not with us. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I feel like sports teams are getting to this place of, of like sticky air, sticky water. And it's like I think that that video is a bad representation of what the Raptors stand for because that's clearly not it. I think we mm-hmm. have like the second highest or the highest – female uh, uh, staff in the league. And in leadership positions. Too. And in leadership, exactly. That's the thing, too. You exactly. can't just have women, like, in, no. the, in the org doing nothing. No, like, we yeah. have people in high leadership uh, that are, that are all, all women. So it's, like, it's a bad representation of the team, but I think, like, things like that happen. It happens to a lot. And I think the ripple effect, like, was larger than what people thought it would be. Yeah, so yeah. it gave people a bit more headache. And um, I know that... PR and marketing and brands and everyone's just like, okay, how can we prevent this from happening again? Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was a, big, a bit of a big headache. I think we were on the road when that video came out. Yeah. So it was like, people were like, hey, like, can we put this down? And obviously, you know, the way social media works, once it's out there, like it's out there. People have already ripped it. It's on Twitter. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, right. and then now you're trying to backtrack and put out a statement. And nah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think, um, definitely a difficult pill to swallow, but those these things happen, you know? Yo, I was going to say, because like for the amount of like, posts and content that you got to post it's like you you have these like one, at least one or two every year where it's just like some slips and it, and it goes in a different direction which again like obviously that wasn't the intention to like yeah. showcase you know that message but at the same time it's like these things kind of happen like even a couple years ago i remember this is totally different but like it was like malachi flynn and jalen harris were just waiting outside of a bus yeah. and they're like you know hey raptor fans we're coming to you and then Jalen Harris says, we the North. And it's, like, mad awkward the way they said it. And it just became a meme. Yeah. And honestly, it was me and Alex that really, like, pushed it out there a lot. But it was, like, like again, like, I don't know. And, and whoever was making the content, I don't know if it was you, previous mm. people. But it was, like, they didn't have any intention for it to sort of, like, no, go direction. But it just does. Yeah. And then you just got to roll with it. Because, again, like, you can't control, like, how things react online. You can, man. And I think you get into that area where, like, when you start to over-explain and, like, you're trying to backtrack. And it's, like, I think... From like a social standpoint, that's where you gotta have people that are quick on their toes that understand mm-hmm. the way that the social world works. It's like, okay, maybe we gotta bury this with other content, like yada yada. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, sure, how yeah. do we like put something else out like that's yeah. uh, that's gonna capture the fans' eye? Something funny, okay, something hip, a cool highlight, yada yada. Like, you gotta be on your toes. You know what I mean? And I think like when those moments happen, like no one plans for those moments to happen. And I don't think anyone like when it got through the approval process to even get out, mm-hmm. anyone really sat and sat with it for a bit. You know what I mean? Right, and I think, yeah. like, when you're putting out snappy and funny content or open gym moments or, like, guys getting on and off the plane, like, you're not thinking about it. It's like, approve, 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 out. Yeah. It's a, a bit of the touchy things. you got to sit down and be like, okay, does this, does this read well? Does this digest well? Okay, you know what? Maybe this shouldn't hit the, hit, the, hit the waves, you know? so Yeah, that's fair. Um, I wanted to ask you because, you know, you're behind the scenes. Like, who are some people behind the scenes that, like, probably will never really get featured or get put into a place where they're highlighted, but some behind-the-scenes people at the Raptors that you think that, you know, should just get more love, just period, man. Um, There's a there's a lot, man. If, if I could break them all up, I would. Like, uh, uh, Lacey, uh, Cameron Johnson is, is, is a close person to me. She's uh, in our player development. Okay. She's um trying to do all things to get the players ready just for life. 
You know what I mean? What does like, that look like? So uh, they're in L.A. right now, and the reason I know this is because I still follow my team. So yeah, of course, they're man. in L.A. right now, and um, she's teaching them about real estate. Um, she's teaching them about uh, finance. She's teaching them. She's teaching about all the things that just to help go and be a better human as well as a better basketball player. That's, she's helping them dope, with day to day stuff. That stuff is amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think like we have um, Jen Quinn who's been there for a long period of time, and like Jen and I developed like a great relationship over the time I was there, and like she reminds she's like the mother of the team. I feel like she's like everyone's. A mentor where like she's trying to help out on all angles she's trying to put out burning fires when there's like stuff going on in the news like she's got a big job of protecting bro she's got the biggest if it's not if it's not messiah Bobby, she got the biggest job or Teresa, she got the biggest job she's take everything she deals with us in the media mm-hmm. she deal with the other teams she goes on the road she dealing with players she, she dealing with everything yeah and she has the biggest biggest piece of the pie yeah, personally a- agents pressing her everything yeah, yeah. she she, she, <laughs> yeah. she dealing with everything you know sure, what i mean yeah. um there's, like, a lot of people, like, I mean, like, Curtis, um, who've been on teams and, and equipment and, like, a lot of those things that people might overlook. And it's like, ah, oh, he's just getting the gear for them. I'm like, no, like, this guy is going to the arena, like, when we land. Like, mm-hmm. if we land at 1 in the afternoon and we get to go to the hotel, like, mm-hmm. he's bringing the bags to the arena and he's there with him and Gabby are there for, like, two or three hours, like, setting up the lockers for practice. Mm-hmm. And then when it, that practice is done and we go back to the hotel, he sent it up for the game. Like, yeah, right. he's there for like for a long period of time. And, like, they just went to – they were at Summer League um, with me. And uh, they just do so much. All the inner workings behind the scenes. Like, there's a, and there's a lot of tenured people that have been there for a long time, like Pauly. Mm-hmm. Um, Pauly's yep. been there for a long yep. time. And Pauly just transitioned into a new role, like, where he was on the equipment side. And now he's doing, dealing with, like, our travel and the hotel bookings and all that type of stuff. And it's like right. – those are all the small inner workings, you know what I mean, that you don't see. Like, obviously, we know that Ray Chow left and has gone to Atlanta, but there's, a, there's tons of people there like Gio and, like, Nikki and that make sure that these guys can work and move. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. these are not just guys that Nikki and Gio are not people who just sit there at practice. Like, they're making sure that if a guy is getting in there on a Sunday at 9 p.m. when there's no practice, they're driving from wherever they're coming from to go be in the gym with the player for, like, however long they need treatment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And these are the the small things that people just don't see happen. And I think, like, I learned when I got there, there are so many moving pieces. Like, it is not just the team shows up, plays, jerseys, take yeah, off jerseys, of go home. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. so many moving pieces. And, like, I've seen when some of those pieces, like, have hiccups and things go wrong, and, like, so many people have to react so quickly. It's like, okay, cool, we had a plane breakdown. Um, so I'm going to go on a tangent. We had a plane breakdown in... In uh, Milwaukee. Wait, was was it like midair? Or no, no, like no. We were on the tarmac. We were oh, leaving okay. the game. Um, plane didn't work, and we had to. We left the game, went to the airport. Plane didn't work. We sat in the tarmac for like two hours. And now the no, that's gotta be mad annoying because that's probably midnight at that later midnight. then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like now you're like yeah. okay, cool. You either do we get another plane to get us out of here? Right. Or you got to call the hotel and ask back for the hundred some odd rooms you have or the 70 some odd rooms you have. Yeah. And like, obviously, easy. it's not easy. Yeah. Because the hotel probably either cleaned the rooms or they're booked or whatever the case yeah. may be. And it's like, you could have another team coming in where now you don't have the rooms yeah, at that yeah, hotel. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so it was like so much going on. And it's just like all the inner work. The NBA is not just staying at the Intercontinental. Exactly. Yeah. So they got to stay at the Intercontinental. Yeah. They got to make the calls to like, whether it be the Ritz or the Four Seasons and yeah. say, hey, like, we have a bus coming back. And even to get the bus, the buses, their bus drivers have gone home. 
We right, got to call yeah. them back. Hey, come back to the airport. Pick us up. Yeah. We got to go back to the, go back to the hotel. Hey, pick us up tomorrow morning. Drive us back to the plane. Like so much stuff goes on. You know what I mean? So right, right. there's a lot of people that need that need shouting out on that team. And I think the Raptors are doing a lot now to put those people like out on social in the forefront and like the roles that they're they're into. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of the stuff like even people like us like we didn't know these jobs existed when we were in like high school no, or man. university. You yeah. know what I mean? So now you're looking at these roles. You're like, oh, there's a place for me in sports outside of being like. A dietitian or like a kinesiologist or like stuff like that yeah, where yeah, yeah. oh I can get into doing this or like okay I'm helping players building programming and so on and so forth right there's so much stuff you can do you know so no that's interesting I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear about the ways that like the players are getting taken care of you yeah because I mean? again like a lot of it is just like you're, like you're a guy like Grady for example like he's man he's he's younger than my little brother man my little brother's like going to this third year of university and kind of stuff like that and mm. I'm like I worry about things like is he going to find a place to live Yeah, you know what I mean like is he going to find friends all that kind of stuff and that's just a regular kid telling you like with, with pretty solid backing going to like you know a school and it's like a fairly standard track like for these guys, when, when for a guy like Grady, I'm like, how do you a keep your head on straight, and also like, who's there to help you Bro, do it's, that? It's rough. Like, you once the parents come in, like the, the the first people to meet is Jen Taylor. She's someone that like, okay, we make figure out their taxes, help them right, go, yeah, help yeah. them go look for a place to live. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Like, there's there's so many so so many points of uh, unit foreign city too. Yes, yep. like so much. Once a player gets here, it's not like they get here, they come start playing games, put them up in a big house wherever they live. Like, no, like. They got to meet. The family's got to come. The agent might come on a couple visits. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are the areas that some of the players live in. Do you want to live in this condo? Okay, cool. No, you want to live in this condo? Yada, yada. Yeah. Okay, we put you here. Okay, like your mom come. Like there's so many points that people they got to touch and deal with. You know what I mean? Like I think like on a day-to-day basis, especially Grady, who's just going through the process. Grady and Marquise, it's like yeah. you come, you arrive, you go get a place. Okay, cool. Like this is now you got to get your finger sprint, your, your finger uh, scan, your eye scan, to get into the building. Okay, cool. Like yeah, yeah, right. this is where the cars go. Like this is where you can go get stuff at the grocery store. Like these people, this is foreign. This is foreign country to them. Yeah, of course, they have no yeah, idea where things yeah. where things are. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, it's, what, what the hell's a farm boy? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like even people like us that are like yeah. in social and content. It's like when we have the moments that we can just talk to them. Yeah. It's like oh, like yeah, this is where like you can go get good food on a Friday. Or Thursday sure, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like, I've never been here before. They played in the U.S. They played NCAA. There's no Canadian NCAA team, so they don't really ever come over here. Right, you know what right. I mean? So it's like when right. they come here, they're like, oh, it's a whole new world. Like things like milk in a bag. Like I don't know what that is. That was a great. That was a great. That was a great segment with Precious. This whole this uh, telling you this year or last year, I forget. But yeah. Yeah, interesting dude, bro. That guy eats Oreos with a fork. That's uh, telling you. That's actually kind of ingenious, but also is wrong. It's, it's <laughs> undeniably wrong, but it also is pretty smart. Smartest person, man. Uh. No, that's that's dope, man. No, that's really good to hear. I, I wanted to ask, like, so again, we, we touched on it earlier, but like everybody wants to do what you do. Yeah. Like, everyone wants to do a lot of people want to do what I do. And I, yeah. I, I try to give us as much like advice or even just directly help people or like advise people. Like it's a standard question, but like how what's the what's the advice that you would give to somebody that wants to do what you do? You gotta put yourself in the rooms. Like well, how do you do that? Without reward. I think well, you gotta how do you like do that, man. You got to, um, like, my Instagram DM is full and my LinkedIn is full. My emails get blown, like, all the time, especially when I said I was leaving or when I got hired there. People were like, how did I, how do I get in? Like, yeah, how do yeah, I? Yeah. And I felt like it was almost my job when I was there to, like, try to pull people up with me. Like, okay, there's some freelancers I know. Let's get on here and so on and so forth. But I think, like, to get to where, I don't want to say to get to where I'm at, but to get in the industry or the game, per se, I will say, like, you got to be extremely motivated. <laughs> um, you have to really, uh, you you really have to uh, make your craft like 
something that you are trying to work on every day. Right. Like, and I think those are like small things and people might think, oh, it's not helping me get to where you're getting to. But I'm like, yeah, it sort of is. Like for me, I'm like, there's a lot of things I didn't know when I picked up a camera or a video or like did photo or video. And it was things like, I'm like, okay, these are people I idolize. Like I need to spam their emails or, or DMs the way people spam mine. I need to start yeah. to learn these things. Like, so right, at least yeah. when I get there, I'm, I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Right, I'm not right. talking out the side of my neck and they're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's speaking about. Like there's stuff I ask my mentors about to this day while I'm still shooting or like while I'm going out in the field. And like, even now where I think some of my mentors feel like, I've like passed them. I'm still bringing them to do work with me now because I'm like, I respect the game that you gave me. Mm-hmm. So like, let's go do this together type right. vibe. You know what I mean? So like, you got to stay motivated. You got to stay diligent. And I think like, especially in the sports space, I feel like a lot of people want to work in the sports space in all aspects, like media, um, photo, video, radio, podcasting, all that stuff. I think yeah. you ha- like any time that these things are going on within close proximity of you, you have to go and you have to touch those people because it's like, these jobs are just not being given out. Like, no, for real. People no. are not just like, oh, like, yeah, hey, come do this with me. You know what I mean? Like, you might have to be annoying, and you might be annoying to the right person. They're like, all right, man, like, I can see you're hungry. Like, let's go do this together. Or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me figure some stuff out with you. Or, like, let me intro you to somebody. Or, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, you got to be hungry enough to go on and do this. And I think, like, once you get your foot in that door, you got to find a way to, like, to stay there and to stand out and to, like, you know what, be inclusive. Like, I know when I got into it, a lot of people weren't super inclusive, and it was like, why should we let you? Like, you didn't go to school for this. Or, like, you know, like, right. you're not that this person that we want in this or space. Honestly, or honestly, bro, you don't know this person. Or, like, you yes. know what I mean? There's a lot of, like, who you know. Yes. Who you know is so big or who you're related to. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean? Who's vouching for you? Like, yes, that's bro, a lot. And I think respect you, bro. Yeah, you have to be good in good yeah. places. You have to. So I think, like, once you, I think the way I was, I don't even say treated, but the way that I was brought into this, it was difficult for me. So I was like, yo, I... I can't make it difficult for somebody else. Yeah, I'm like, that's, that's huge. I'm like, they have to like, they got to be like, okay, this is attainable. Like, I think I think the goal for a lot of people is like to shoot an NBA game. I think like last season, I tried to bring up like six or seven freelancers that I knew. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, bro, come to this game today. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get you, figure out, get you a cred. Um, even if there's no monetary value, I know this is like a goal on your bro, on your checklist. I'm no, like, let's get this done for thing, you. Man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's get this done, yada, yada. And like, when you're getting it done for them, now you're like, all right, cool, like, you see how this works? Like, it's mm. not just clicking a photo. Like, I'm running up and down stairs. I'm running through, like, the restaurant. And, like, yada, yada, go get yeah. these photos off. Like, okay, there's a bit more to it. Okay, like, now go refine your craft. You learn about the lenses, the body, and all the other stuff. And, like, okay, cool. Now when you get back here, you appreciate it more. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know what goes into it to get here, so. Yeah, for me, especially, like, because, I mean, it's it's an intimidating place to work. Because, like, there's nobody necessarily to walk you through it. Facts. right? So when you got to figure it out yourself, like, A, it's really difficult. And B, like, um... I don't know. You end up having to make some mistakes to to learn, to learn how to actually do it. And if you have somebody there to help you, essentially like guide you through that, um, you maybe make fewer of them. Yeah. Um. So, man, I mean, I think that that's that's really dope. Um. Yeah. I, I guess my last question is just like, yo, like, what 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 do you get out of this person? Like, what's what's your enjoyment out of this? besides all the like, you know, what I mean, you get you're, you're at the nice hotels <laughs> and uh, you you with you with NBA players and all that kind of stuff. Like, personally, what do you get out of this, man? Um. I think for me, like, I I enjoy telling people stories. I'm like, a, I feel like I'm a storyteller at heart. I want people to know people in their purest form. Mm. And basketball for me is like, it was like an escape yeah. in life. Like, just like life and hardships. It was just an escape. And I think being other people's escape when they can see, like, behind the scenes photos and, like, get to know people. I'm like, this is me helping other people, like... I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm like, this is my escape even being in this environment. 
But I'm like, I know this person might feed and, and thrive off of seeing someone else with their family or working out in the gym. And like, mm-hmm. if I can like portray that all the time and put out these, these constant, this, this imagery where people can like live through that. I'm like, this is cool for me. Anything in the basketball space for me is cool. Like even sometimes I'm like, Oh, what if I didn't take photos or do videos? Like what else would I do? I'm like, I have to, I have to find myself in that space. Cause that for me, is just so uplifting as much as chaos, is, as chaos as it is the travel, the games, yeah, and sure. all that stuff. Like it don't feel like work at all. That's a good place to be in, man. Yeah. That's that's how I feel too. Sometimes I gotta explain that to people. You yeah. know, it's a little awkward because I'm like, I mean, like whatever. Like, there's obviously annoyances that come with any job. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, like you and I are really lucky to work in a place where it's like, we are doing something that we actively love, and yeah. we probably do this by choice anyway. 100%. Even though you know we need to be paid for it. Uh, we'll be very clear about that. No, no, but, for sure, for sure. Uh, but I mean, like. Like, for real, like, it, it comes from a place of love. So, yeah, man, no, man I'm, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Appreciate you. Uh, so you move out to Houston? Yeah, I'm going out there right. sometime soon. And before the season anyways, uh, trying right. to get acclimated with the space. But Take care of Fred, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. I know, I know, uh, <laughs> I know, I know even Fred kind of uh, hinted at it in his uh, farewell post. He was like, you know, went from, like, most celebrated to most, most hated. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's, that's a bar. But, yeah. And listen, bro, I, I think that's, a re- like, a real thing, man. Uh, every player knows you know, essentially what's being said about them, except for maybe Kawhi or something. You know, like, yeah. Kawhi might be the only guy that's like, don't, don't care. <laughs> and everyone just loves Kawhi anyway, so nah, there's nothing man. to say. But like, no, I mean, he, obviously Fred's a Raptor legend, bro. And yeah. Like, yeah, just He's stamped, man. I think like, we're, yeah. we're going to, his story is, is, is just going to grow when we get to the next place and I'm just going to try to help him expand that story as much as possible. And it's a, and it's a, it's a new thing for him, man. Yeah. It's a very new thing. You know, he got very comfortable here. I'm sure you got very comfortable here. Yeah. I don't know if this is the first time you're leaving home and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, You know, like, uh, I'm I'm interested to sort of see what the stories are there because, again, like, these are people that, just like when Serge left Toronto, I was like, I'm not going to stop following Serge. I'm not going to stop following Kawhi. I'm not going to stop following Exactly. Kyle. It's the same thing with with with, uh, with Fred and other guys who end up leaving the championship team. It's like, I'm going to keep following these guys, you know? Watch so, where they go. Um, Tristan Forbes, appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you, my man. It's a longer combo than I thought, but we, we got cool. into a lot of good stuff. No, definitely, definitely. So I appreciate you. And, and thank uh, you. Yeah, for the podcast itself, just continue to rate, review, subscribe. We're going to try to bring you more dope content like this. 